at that. Mr. Greg White first in with us tonight. Mike Draco right behind him. Draco's out on the cannibal. We saw you there, man. Good to see all you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Sally Cup Holman here with us. Awesome. We can get the show started now. Chris Radick watching from Nebraska. Steve Henderson. Hey, now. Hey, man, this is Chris with Psychosource Magazine. I am going to be one of your hosts this evening on Shop Talk. Getting ready to go live in just three and a half minutes. Good to have all you guys here. Jeremy Sather pulling in tonight. We've got a great show lined up for you. Some news, some information, some entertainment. We're going to talk some shit about the stuff we've been doing. All going live in just three and a half. Stick around for Shop Talk. Oh, wait, there's my guy. Big D checking in from Marengo, Illinois. One man. Hey, hey. Walt Lumpkin. Greetings from Georgia. What's up, Walt? Jeremy Valentine, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, it's good to see all you guys. After our Sturgis break, it was good to see everybody back here again in the Dennis Kirk studio. It was especially good to see Mark. Tony Tello Sr., Hey, old Medford Mass in the house. Mike Draco, yes, in Dayton, Ohio with the Cannibal Riders. Tell everybody we send our love out there. Katie Lone, San Antonio, Texas. Boy, I wish I was in Texas right now. Gus Gray, yesterday was beautiful, 150 miles. Good man, good man. Hard weekend for the United States this week, man. Our hearts and prayers still go out to everybody who had family and friends involved in the the tragedy that happened in New York 20 years ago now. It's hard to believe that was 20 years. Unbelievable. Lisa Ballard in the house with us. The queen of Chop Cult enters the room. Gary Barker, Long Beach, Mississippi. All right. Lance Baxter, Leesburg, Florida. Russ Journey, Kearney, Nebraska. We got a full house tonight, man. It's awesome. Minute and a half, and we're going live with this one. Make sure your friends and neighbors know when we go live with an episode of Shop Talk every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern by hitting the like and share button. Help us get this out everywhere. Sarah Kellerman Boggs. Listen, nobody in the world is worse than pronouncing names on this planet than yours truly. So if I get your name wrong, you can hyphenetically spell it out there. Hyphenetically. <laughs> that means break it up so I can understand it. Ah, one man, Western Massachusetts. Rob Doerr from the Indian Larry Block Party this weekend. Awesome, man. One man reminds us, RIP, never forget, never forget the tragedy that happened in New York September 20 years ago. Absolutely. One minute, we're going live with Shop Talk. Marty's of Arcos, Dayton, Ohio, Cannibal, Rip Rap Roadhouse. Right on, man. One minute, get ready. Grab something cool to drink, sit back and relax. We're going live with Shop Talk in one minute. Oh my God, what would Heather do if I missed the countdown? She'd probably be like, Son of a biscuit eater. <laughs> Donald Miller, Houston, Texas. Vicki Wells Schwab, Florida. Robin Higabottom. Good evening all. Good evening to all you guys. 30 seconds left and we're going live with this one. I guess it's time to get it out of the station and up onto the tracks and get ready to go live with Shop Talk. Here we go.
Chase here, the Tramps and Chopper Jockeys all across the land. It is 9 p.m. almost exactly on the East Coast. That means it's time for another episode of Shop Talk coming to you live 50 floors below the street level from the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. Good to see all you guys here. It's been a crazy, crazy time full of ups and downs this weekend. Obviously, as we were talking about in pre-show, the uh, the September 9-11 tragedy, 20 years. Uh, can't, can't believe that's 20 years, right? 20 years celebrating, well, not celebrating, observing that. Yeah, celebrating. I can't believe it, it either. Be it's crazy. You know, this is, everybody was talking about this this weekend, but it's not even just that you remember where you were at when that was going on. You remember every single detail because every minute that went by was was being documented everywhere. And, like, it, oh. you were so present and so aware. Well, and it felt like every minute was was an hour because, you know, especially for people who were waiting to hear from loved ones and were they okay and did they make it, like... Absolutely. Just, Absolutely. It's hard and it's so, still so... Well, real first ever on I American guess, soil. 20 years yeah. later yeah. that's yeah. heavy well, and they were they were comparing that to uh to Pearl Harbor which was also on American soil yeah. but not in not not in the continental United the States I guess yeah and they were comparing the two and one of the biggest differences it was almost you know almost comparable as far as the size of the tragedy the amount of lives lost but the one the limiting factor between those two was everyone at Pearl Harbor were service members yep you know, men and women that were in the service, these were these were American civilians, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't want to get everybody too too bummed out, that, you know, talking about that. But it's it's one of the most significant things, I believe, in our generation that's happened. It's definitely shaped the, the future and, and will continue to. So just wanted to take a minute for that. I know there were a lot of rides this weekend, a lot of people observing that. Um, got to give some, you know, there's so many people that came in after we got started but uh, one of them is Ashley Woodford, who says, hey there, missed you at Bonneville. We're so bad. Like, look, I'm going to admit to everybody. Can I say this on air, or am I still under under sequester to no. say why we... You're, you're under sequester. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a very good reason why we were at Bonneville, but I'm not allowed to say it on air, I guess. Ashley, <laughs> dude, what happened to your eye? She had a detached retina. She had surgery this oh. week on her eyeball. I hate when that happens. I like. I hope you're okay. I hope it doesn't hurt too bad. I know you had a little setback, but we've got you in our in our thoughts. Um, I hope you heal quickly. Lots Cam of oh my Edwards. God! Look at that Cam Edwards with us. Steve Broyles is here. Julie from Peoria, Illinois. Look at that. Awesome. Um, Can- Keith Can I just off. say how happy I am that we kind of hijacked the Lone Star Rally Facebook page <laughs> yeah. because like everybody's here from Texas, and I'm like, yeah, we're coming soon. Yeah, buddy. Texas is right around the and corner. And we're bringing another a show, another show this year. That's we're right. We're going to bring a pro, Torque Performance Show, our our new magazine, and Keith we're going to have that crew. Keith Kronoff says, "Missed you guys at Carlisle. Maybe see you at Glory Days." So that's something you know. The the guys from Glory Days reached out to us. It's coming up on what is the date, Heather? Twenty fifth. The twenty fifth. The twenty fifth. September twenty fifth. I'm waiting to hear from Milwaukee Mike and a whole band of guys that might be coming down from Milwaukee. So. We might actually have an unofficial barbecue party at the house, and if we do, I'm going to put it out. Way to throw that out to the world, Chris. I'm going to put it out on social media. No, no, you are not. I'm, I'm telling you now, I am. (laughs) No, that's ground. That's grounds for a little um, extended vacation. (laughs) Hey, look at that! I'm in. 
So, like I said, lots of stuff going on this weekend. Um, obviously, the Cherokee Rally was going on. Mr. Pirowitz and everybody down there doing their show. Um, we were lucky enough to spend a little bit of time out at the IMS, the new IMS Outdoor. If any of you guys saw our report, um, lots of changes at IMS this year. And uh, first and foremost, to talk about the fact that they moved the whole thing outdoors. You know, so everybody it's it, you know used to experiencing this thing inside the the exhibit hall the whole thing's moved outdoors and there was you know obviously this is the first year of it so there's going to be some some growing pains i mean the, on the one hand of things mark you you've done a ton of these with us yeah the one hand it was really cool because all the manufacturers had the ability for people to ride their motorcycles right. so there was tons of test riding going on the other part of it was you know the fact that there wasn't as much retail stuff it was it was kind of that one part got really good one part might might need some work so we'll see what's up well as long as the bikes were all there i mean that's the, what it, what's all about it's the bikes the, the there was a continuous line of people test riding yeah, there was a lot like of testing and heather got to see the new sportster oh oh yeah finally <laughs> yeah i did i did yeah. um it's quiet I, like, it's well, quiet. I'm sure somebody's working on a exhaust system for it. Mr. Nussbaum is in the house. And I have to tell you, Avery Rick apparently has a, has a fan giant club. fan right? club. Like, hold on, y'all. He's coming. Yeah. there's, there's. This is actually Hang part on. of the whole show. So we're, we're getting to him quick. Hey, listen, if this is your first time tuning in to Shop Talk, we do this every Sunday, 9 p.m. on the East Coast. Um, you can tune in through any of the CycleSource social media channels. You can catch it after the fact. And this is one of the exciting pieces of news that we have tonight to mention to you guys that we are now up to date. If you're a podcaster, podcast listener, that's like how you like to listen to the show, you can go to motoshoptalk.com browse episodes and our entire 166 episode library is there available for you you can listen to your heart's content so check it yep, out you can get it on spotify stitcher app um apple iTunes. google and what's google called now it's not google play anymore google podcast google podcast yep. Go googly podcast so. googly glue googly on googly the, on the googly podcast <laughs> so they are all up there and ready for your listening pleasure or you can always catch them on youtube yeah they you know a lot of people a lot of people don't understand that either that after the show is live you can watch every episode that's ever been on youtube all you have to do is go to the cycle source youtube page check it out and uh watch any episode that you want the guest is always in the headline there so check it out I said check it out, right? Yeah, check, you said check it out. Myself. A time or two. So, <laughs> so listen, like I said, it was a rough weekend. If this is your first time watching Shop Talk, what is it? This is 90 to 120 minutes, all the bullshit we can fit. Um, Two-wheeled information and news, some entertainment. We do some interviews, but we start the whole thing off with a little segment we call the news. I have a hard time finding my groove tonight. First up in the news from the Kawasaki camp, and this comes in from MCN. Um, there is scuttlebutt around the Kawasaki camp about a retro motorcycle coming out. They've been putting out teasers. Kawasaki has been teasing us for a few weeks now with a new model using their stomach-turning phrase, 
the revolution is coming on their social media channels. Uh, it's expected the bike will be a Z650 RS with Kawasaki adding a retro twist to the budget twin. And the latest video clip gives us the biggest hint yet with the classic Z650 making an appearance in the background of a chess match, which is cool. Like a lot of us started on bikes like this. One question I have is to ride this motorcycle. Do I have to have a beard like that? Because that's for me, I'm just saying it's a deal breaker. You know, that combined with the, he's possibly wearing an ascot. Oh, I don't know. Ascot? At, I like your sunglasses. <laughs> well, really? That, after all that, you ha you have to be Sally Sunshine, huh? Hey. Oh. Scuttlebutt. That's kind of what Scuttlebutt, you think right? about That's me. a good word. I can always find I'm expanding my vocabulary. Who's coming to Indian Larry this weekend? Everybody. Everybody, except <laughs> us. We're not going to be there, unfortunately. Losers. Moving on, coming in from the CycleSource news blog that you can check out, CycleSource.com, Firebrand returns from the ashes. Firebrand exhaust and performance parts are under new ownership and excited to bring you their unique brand of exhaust. Building on the popular loose cannon slip-ons for HD touring bikes, they've upgraded the finish and materials to create a muffler designed for durability, power, and, of course, real-deal sound. You can check the whole story out on CycleSource.com. Um, this is a good sign, man, you know, to talk about that for a second. Getting the getting the idea that uh, the industry is you, what level of health it's at. Seeing brands come back, seeing you know new stuff like Torque Magazine. Do they have a secret on a new supply chain? <laughs> yeah, anybody that has some inside information on a supply yeah, chain. Yeah, right anybody now. has an inside line on parts, like <laughs> give us a holler. Hook, hook a brother up is what she's saying. Damn. All right, also in from the Cycle Source News blog, Tucker Power Sports to acquire Kiriak in Fort Worth, Texas. September 7th was announced. Tucker Power Sports, leading distributor of Power Sport products for the motorcycle, ATV, UTV, snowmobiles, personal watercraft, as well as a range of electric bikes and scooters, <laughs> announced today that it's acquiring Kiriak and Holdings. Um, Kiriak is a long-term company. I mean, it, it, it makes sense. You know, Kiriak has, has fielded quite a few serial numbers and uh it's good to see the tuckers lending a hand to keep that thing going so before steve heather says the sportsters quiet <laughs> here we go see that's how it starts <laughs> it is very quiet i almost thought wow like, before you said there's a sportster i almost thought it was in one of the electric bikes yep. i was like really and then she said wait till toast gets a hold of that toast and stevenson oh there i said right? there are, somebody's already working on exhaust yeah so so this this goes in the file total ripoff. Loser. <laughs> From the Chronicle, horses, oh. motorcycles, and ATVs to face off an Oakville event. So what? wait a minute. I have to say this event actually happened yesterday, but I was so excited when I saw that somebody else was doing it that I had to share it. And they use it as a fundraiser. We were robbed. How could how could you be excited? We're robbed. I mean, if we were mad every time somebody stole one of your ideas, we would just spend our lives pissed off. Listen, it wasn't my idea anyway. But who would win a race on a traditional equestrian course, horse or vehicles, this weekend? Oakville. All are welcome to find out at the Oakville Regional Event Center's Hooves versus Wheels event. So. The joke that we're making is in Sturgis every year for quite a long time we've we've done horse versus motorcycle and it's just good to see that 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 kind of thing is that kind of craziness is encouraged everywhere is all. I think we may have to revisit that because we've taken two years off from going out yeah. to the ranch and doing that. 
It's um, always so much fun, too. Yes, it was. But it was always an awesome day, but one of the problems is, and I'm going to speak freely, is most people wouldn't sack up and do it. Like, Chris and I were the first ones out Son there getting dragged behind a horse. She said well, sack Everybody's like, that's awesome. Like, okay, so go do it. <laughs> Okay, so this coming in from Motocross Action, and then we're going to get to our first guest and settle some of you guys down. Breaking news, Team USA withdraws from 2021 Motocross of Nations. Another victim of the COVID pandemic. Sadly, the United States will not be representing the 2021 Motocross of Nations race coming up on September 25th and 26th in Mantova, Italy. COVID-19 restrictions have continued to challenge international travel, and it's no small feat to bring a team of Americans to, you're not kidding, to Europe for this event. With every day passing, the team wasn't announced. It's been easier to predict that the AMA wouldn't be sending a squad overseas. Now with the race only weeks away, it's official that Eli Tomic, Chase Sexton, Justin Barkia, and other American candidates won't be making the trek. Read below for more official release of the AMA. You can check that out at motocrossaction.com. How many of them countries just went, <laughs> Well, <laughs> wow, it just sucks. It's, it sucks that, you know, we're, lo- we're losing so much. We got one. We, wait, one more thing. I got I to gotta congratulate everybody that embarked on the motorcycle cannonball. It's underway right now. Um, September 10th, they got off and running. Uh, 17 day, Heather, is it? 17 day yes, cross like country over event. 3,000 miles. And there's already been a mad amount of, of late night drama going on. So if you guys are hip to this at all, you definitely want to check it out. 100 year old motorcycles making a, a cross country challenge. Pretty cool. I don't know if they've put a name out there yet or not, but I do know somebody went down today. I'm not going to say the name again. I don't know if it's public knowledge, but our prayers go out to Absolutely. him, um, and we hope he has a speedy recovery. Um, from what I understand, it was a pretty significant um, yep. accident, so yeah. prayers and to him even, and his family. I don't even want to say anything more about the accident. It's never good when somebody goes down, but especially like from the, the reports that we got. Yeah. Oh, N- Nussbaum comes in with Todd Cameron is leading. When I looked earlier, Todd, Todd Cameron was first, and our buddy Dave Courier was second. Yeah. Was he the first one to Go get the Dave. riprap roadhouse? <laughs> <laughs> no, Pat Patterson was. <laughs> I was going to say, there's no way he beat Pat. Yep. Tony Tello, Jody, I think when I looked this afternoon before they finished today, she was in 34th place. Yeah. Yep. But you can find all of that on MotorcycleCannonball.com. They're posting daily updates with the scoring. So, um, And as always, go Team Banks. What's go Team up? Banks. All right, man. So listen, uh, we're going to get to our first guest tonight. You guys might remember that before Sturgis, we were announcing the, uh, the, the Golden Chopper giveaway that was uh, out of the result of Charlie Brechtel being taken from us in the middle of finishing his second movie. Um, The Golden Chopper was supposed to be part of the movie that throughout the movie you would have got clues and somebody was going to end up winning that bike. Well, all of his friends and the supporters of it, you know, S&S and Paco and and Denver's and and especially Dennis Sanfilippo, all got together and decided to uh, memorialize Charlie by letting everyone have a chance at that bike for $20 a ticket, and all the proceeds went to the Sturgis Hall of Fame and Motorcycle Museum. Well, we were uh, we were lucky enough to be involved with that on the stage at the Buffalo Chip the final Friday of Sturgis, and uh, we gave the motorcycle away 
and how we have the winner here this evening. It's it's Avery Rick, and we're going to go to him for a quick interview on on being the luckiest bastard on the planet. <laughs> Sure, sure, you're smiling. Sure, you're smiling. Wait a minute. We lost. We lost. Hang on. Oh, there he is. Avery, you're here with us. Yeah, I'm here. All right. Look at that motorcycle. Is that your? Look at the smile. Screw the motorcycle. Look at that smile. (laughs) So. I got to tell you, man, as we're as we're doing the because we use one of those automated programs to pull the winner, we're all sitting there going, God, I hope whoever wins this thing, it's not going to be like a sweeper who's just going to end up, you know, the the worst thing that you want to see is the next week, somebody selling that motorcycle, you know, and from everybody, because you must know everybody on the friggin planet, because (laughs) as soon as your name was announced, I started getting calls from Milwaukee Mike and all over the country guys that knew you and they were like, it couldn't happen to a better cat. (laughs) and obviously you're a man of few words what's that i said obviously you're a man of few words yeah um i i was in disbelief when i heard my name you know got the phone call and um she she said that you won the panhead and i'm like what what panhead you know um (laughs) took a took a minute for it to sink in and you literally had just bought the tickets the day before. The, uh, day the before Wednesday we before, I actually. No shit. That's crazy. The, the Wednesday Boy, before, yeah. Um, so I'll be I, honest I with you. Account, like, I looked at my bank account. I have barely enough money to buy the tickets, to be honest with you. Dude, that's and, so great. Uh, made it happen, you know? Yeah, that makes it that's even better. awesome. That makes it even better. So I have to be honest. Like, Your name came up and with social media now the first thing i did was go to facebook and look your name up and there you were holding a panhead motor and i was like i am so (laughs) glad this kid won like for me right there is like this is the kid that actually deserves this bike absolutely it made me feel so much better that that like and i hate to say it this way but one of us i guess got it yeah she's in good hands have you ridden it yet? No, I have not. Um, I picked it up down in Davenport, and uh, I think that the battery has been dead from you know being in the museum for I don't even know how long, but I know it's been sitting a little while. Yeah. Um, so, and with everything going on right now, uh, I really haven't had time to look into it. So I got to get on that uh, in the next week or two here, but... She will be ridden this year before winter. That's awesome. Well, you got a so, you got a big fan club that's watching you tonight. But we yeah. have a question in from Mike Draco and Heather. You can answer this. How much money was raised with the Golden Chopper? Just shy of thirteen thousand was so, donated okay. to the Sturgis Motorcycle Museum and Hall of Fame through that raffle. The important thing to say about that is a hundred percent of that money went to went to the Sturgis Hall of Fame. Not a single dollar went anywhere else, and it all went in charlie's honor so that was to memorialize charlie you know a lot of us a lot of us knew good time charlie yeah. charlie brechtel from the the bikers inner circle radio show he was doing internet radio before before anybody knew how how this whole social media thing was going to go and uh 
man, he he left a big hole here. But yeah, yeah, I, he I think he'd be proud as hell right now too, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, again, thanks to social media, I I'll be honest, I, I Facebook stalked Avery a little bit, and <laughs> I saw something high roller cycles. Is that a new <laughs> endeavor for you? Yes, it is. So tell us a little uh, bit about that. So I've always grown up around motorcycles, you know. Um, that's the only thing I've really ever known. Um, my parents, they've had knuckleheads, panheads, you know, whatever. And uh, that's all I've really ever known. So I figured that's the only thing that really makes me happy, and we're going to go for it, you know. Right on. Now, that's Milwaukee Mike was telling me that you come from good stock. Talk, talk, about, talk about coming up around motorcycles because that was, that was something we heard about you right off the bat. Coming up around motorcycles taught me uh, in this day and age a lot about, you know, the way it should be with people and whatnot. Um, and just being around good people, good, honest people. Right on. Right on. So now you know, with it, high rollers, like. I'm sorry, what's that? No, that's right. I was going to ask, is your intention to build motorcycles for people or what, what's going to be your main focus with high rollers? Yeah, pretty much building motorcycles, whether it's old school choppers or, you know, if somebody wants a street glide or whatever, you know. Oh, this is this is super cool. Sasha Cycles from Sturgis put a comment up on behalf of the museum. Thank you all for helping us raise this money. And that's, you know. Here's something that I said from the stage, and I want you guys to th all think about this. For for scooter tramps and chopper jockeys, the Sturgis Hall of Fame and Museum, that's our Hall of Fame. There's very little chance that the dirty old chopper chopper trash is ever going to get into the AMA Hall of Fame and Museum. You know what I mean? As much so, of a shame as that is. Right. Yeah. Right. But this is this is our Hall right, of Fame. Right. You know what I mean? So anything that you can do to support that, I mean, if it's as simple as stopping by Doran Sturgis, you know, throw a couple bucks in the bucket, man, and take and help a tour. Out. Yeah, like go go through the museum, <clears throat> grab a T-shirt, anything. So, um, Avery, when when you first heard about this, was it? Uh, did did you think it was bullshit? Because if somebody somebody told me that I won this <laughs> I won this chopper, I'd be like, yeah, okay, you would need my social security number, my credit card, right? Um. So I was actually at a car show and. Uh, I got a call from Sturgis, South Dakota, and I was like, I, I really don't know if I should answer this. And my buddy, you know, he was saying something about some women calling me or something. I was like, yeah, I highly doubt that. Um, and I answered the phone because I knew it was a rally week. You know, I didn't know if it would be one of the old timers that doesn't have a phone calling me to overnight in parts or something. <laughs> um, so I answer the phone and I throw it on speakerphone and it's a woman's voice coming off the phone, you know, and he starts laughing and she says, is this Avery Rick? You know, and uh, I, I was just, you know, like, what, what are you, a cop or something? You know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, she uh, said you won the panhead. So, well, you said you, it wouldn't be a girl calling you now, maybe since you have that panhead, right? Yeah, things may be turning <laughs> yeah. around. It's <laughs> a good chance. It's amazing what long bikes can do for you. So is this is this Ladies your first on long cruisers? That's it. That's is this your first long bike? No. No? 
No, I, I used to have a 63 panhead. Um, that was, I don't know, 14 over or something. Right on. Man, <laughs> I love that motorcycle. I love that motorcycle. Yeah, I've had so many. It's, it's you know, You've had a long one, a couple short ones. <laughs> <coughs> Wait a minute. How old are you? I'm 23 years old. And you've had so many already? Yes, sir. <laughs> See? that Damn. That's just proof, Mark. I was brought up wrong. I was brought right? up wrong. I don't know. Of course, well, between your garage and mine, we can open up a dealership. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, cool, your man. Your parents did something right. That's for damn sure. Listen, tell everybody where they can keep up with you and uh, and, and get to see video from the first time that you're riding that bike and everything. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Higher Older Cycles, and uh, same as Facebook. Well, we're going to put links up for you guys so you can check them out. All the good stuff that Avery is going to be doing with that beautiful chopper. And uh, we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for supporting the raffle and, you know, in Charlie's memory and everything. And I, I hope you have I hope you have a long, crazy life with that motorcycle. Yeah, and keep us posted on what you're building. We want to see some, yeah. some of what's coming out of High Rollers for sure. Sounds good. I will do that. Thank you for having me. All right, buddy. We'll talk Thanks, to you Avery. soon. All right. Hey, that's right. Like, that that's what you want to see. You know, when you do one of these things, you want to see somebody that, like, that kid obviously lives at 23 years old, and he's already like, yeah, I've had right? a bunch of bikes, dude. <laughs> like, seriously? Panheads, knuckleheads? Yeah, I had a, I had a 63 panhead. He's 23. Oh, God. <laughs> that's From, awesome. Hey, though. listen, his, his old man got to be proud as hell. That's all I can say. Right? Probably can't wait to go for riding that bike. Right. I think that might be his old man's living room. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, um, I'm going to remind you guys again, you're watching Shop Talk. We do this every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern. We have another guest coming up, but real quick, we're going to go to some new products and then take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with you. Hey man, this is Chris with Cycle Source Magazine Grease and Gears Garage and we're back in the shop for Product Spotlight. Today's Product Spotlight is on the Performance Machine Contrast Cut FLH Fork Lowers. Now pulling these right out of the box as you'd expect from Performance Machine, always a quality product. These fork lowers are for dual disc brakes, they come complete with the fender mounts, um, made from heat treated billet aluminum, machined with their contrast cut design and the Performance Machine logo. They come complete with all of the hardware and the axle that you need to install them, including this nifty little axle plate that gives you the hidden axle look. So uh, check these out today at DennisKirk.com. They come in at a retail price of $6.99. This is Chris with the Grease and Gears Garage New Product Spotlight. track shapes what we build for the street and the dirt you can see how bad these guys want it a race to the line for us racing is not for the trophies or the glory we compete because it makes everything we do faster more durable and tested to a higher standard 
for SNS, racing is the ultimate in proven performance, and we've been proving it since 1958. If you built a bike you'd like to show off, would you like it showcased on an awesome website and have a shot at some sick prizes? Then Garage Build wants to see your ride. It's super easy. Just go to garagebuild.com, enter your information, and share your stories. Don't forget to upload your photos and videos and tell us what it took to build your ride. Your build could be featured on our Facebook page and our Instagram page, and some might even make it into Cycle Source magazine. Everyone that submits a build will receive a free Garage Build hat and a chance at a $250 Dennis Kerr gift card. After you've entered your build, support your fellow builders by rating and commenting on your favorite bikes. If you're not a builder and you still want to participate in the action, go to view the builds on Garage Build's site. Let the owners know what you think of their unique rides by rating and commenting. Enter your email address for a chance to win a $100 Dennis Kirk gift card. Don't forget to follow Garage Build on Facebook and Instagram. You just might see your ride featured. There's gonna be two contests per year. So head over to DennisKirksGarageBuild.com now for your chance to win. I'm Dylan with Dennis Kirk. We'll see you guys next time. We're the Law Tigers, America's motorcycle lawyers. We understand the challenges riders face every day. As riders, we want to share the road and be seen by motorists. Remaining visible is critical to our safety and well-being. That's why we work tirelessly to promote motorcycle safety and awareness. We're proud to support our community that includes riders of all stripes. If you've been injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, America's motorcycle lawyers. Okay, welcome back to the Dennis Kirk Studio. I'm Chris Callen, your host tonight on Shop Talk, joined by the crew. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I go from there, Mark? Down. Right? So, listen, in the comments, I see uh, Anthony Robinson congratulating Brenda and Jack DeGazio. I want to send that out as well. They took the uh, big freestyle win in the $1,000 check today at the IMS in Carlisle. Also, our very own Mr. Tom Kiefer took two awards, two classes. I know. And that was uh, 500 bucks a piece. But I for sure want to mention one of our main brothers out there, Johnny Humphreys. Johnny99, you guys can follow him. Uh, he took the... The runner-up in freestyle, and Johnny's been killing it for years, yeah, man. He does some good shit. Love and those he's bikes. Such a good guy. Yes, he like is. he and his he and his wife, like good people. Yeah, Dude, and he'll the, be another glory days guy. He'll be a glory days. The the best thing was like you know after they did the trophies and stuff, Johnny hops on his bike and then hauls ass out of the place <laughs> on on the show bike. Yeah. You know, like that's that's what I love. So. Good Johnny's for all coming you guys. to glory days. Is he, yeah, Johnny, you need a place to crash. You can crash with us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Evan Favaro is going to be at Glory far. Days. Evan Favaro. 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 Oh, we just need to have the whole weekend here. I told you. I told you. All right. We get the fire, with the calendar. Get the fire pit going. All right, man. So listen, um, I'm going to turn this over to Heather for an introduction. But, you know, it's not very often that I get caught with someone in our local hometown area that has mad skills and... This cat seemed to come out of nowhere. Like, how? One time he just sent us a message. Was like, "Hey, by the way, I'm I'm over here, right? I'm doing this." Not quite. <laughs> huh? Nice try. Well, how did you? <laughs> we're no, gonna, actually, we're gonna go with it. 
Choose actually, that. I started. We met him so through were, Shop Talk. So you were Facebook stalking again? Oh. Is what no, you're me. actually. Do I gotta start worrying would, about you with this? Would shit? you shut your <laughs> pie hole for a minute? <laughs> I hope your mother's watching tonight. I'm That's thinking, all I I'm thinking say. maybe you're right here, huh? Right? She's defending herself. <laughs> So, no, actually, he was watching Shop Talk, I think, when we had um, Loctite on. Okay. And he was commenting back and forth, and I saw Steel City blacksmithing, and it was around the time you were needing to twist some metal. Okay. So I just asked him, like, hey, where are you from? He's like, I just moved down the road from Rock Airport. I was like, oh, you have to meet my husband. So, so you we met him through you, Shop Talk. But you admit it. You were Facebook stalking. To the answer to the question, no, yes. No. Right? It's not like I like Googled him and sought him out. Google me, bitch. <laughs> Googly bitch. Your mom your mom is sticking up for you now. How how sad is that, Heather? Stop. Yeah, see, stop Lindsay, it's up. market research. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's what they're calling it these days. All right. Well listen, but we have, what a uh, great connection for you. Like perfect kid I for know. you for you to know. You're know. welcome. And dude, he's badass too. He's badass. Mm-hmm. Like he was here the other day for a little bit, talking with us. And Jesus, the amount of the amount of information that that cat has. And there's another young guy that's like, how how did this happen? How did I, I how know. did I end up He's, so old before I got like so some cool stuff? His name is Josh Boggs. He is the owner um, and craftsman at Steel City Blacksmithing. He stopped by the house the other day to pick something up, and again. We've talked to him, you know, Chris has talked to him through text message. I have to, but I had never actually seen him. He pulls up, I'm like, where's your dad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, we're getting old. Let's go to the interview. I hated making him getting old. Killing me, man. Killing me. Just killing me. <laughs> Josh, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? So, dude, seriously, listen, not not blowing sunshine. The other day when you were here, like, he, he talks about stuff, Mark, the way that Will Ramsey does. You know oh, what that, I mean? Like, he's trying, to, he's trying to explain to me, like, on a molecular level what happens with metal at different temperatures. And I'm like, you're wasting all this good knowledge on this so conversation. Can you fix it or can't you? <laughs> <laughs> so how I know how that feels. Oh, my God. How did you, how did you get started? How did you get started? Talk, talk about that with us. Well, it's uh, it's kind of funny. I bought uh, back in July 2019. I seen a post on Instagram for a couple thousand iron head parts. So I I ended up making them one offer I would have never thought he would have taken, and he, he took it. So I started selling all these iron head parts, and uh, I noticed everything that was twisted, like the old school chrome twisted, like uh, a lot of highway bars. Uh, I had a twisted sissy bar. As soon as I posted it, everybody loved it. Everybody wanted it. And, like, I've always done metal fab and welding and cars and Jeeps. And uh, I was like, I, I could buy a torch and do, like, all this. So that, that's how it all happened. I just got a torch, started twisting square stock. I did it the old school way. I'd weld it to my welding table and just heat it up and go to town. And kind of snowballed got out of hand pretty quick but so you never even apprenticed with anybody you just taught yourself 100 percent. wow that's, that's awesome. impressive yeah, the, the first time i ever twisted something was uh like 
October, November 2019, so I really haven't been doing it that long. And then I got into smithing because uh, I wanted to twist some one-inch square start. And everybody's like, oh, you can't do it. You need two torches. You need three guys. You need a – it's a lot more involved. And I was like, well, I'm a one-man shop, so I'm going to figure it out. So I, I got a forge and started going to town. Oh, dude, let's let's talk about this frame here. So, s- saying that you taught yourself twisting and that you're doing some parts and stuff, like, doing an entire frame is a completely different thing. You know, what was your what was your history in motorcycling before this? Because that's a that's a tall order. You know, fabricating a, a frame that's that's where you really start getting. I mean, you're you're literally holding somebody's life in your hands, so you want to kind of be serious about that. Well, I actually didn't fabricate the frame. I can't own up to that. I I twisted the parts, I put the bends in them, and I shipped them off to him. He welded oh, them okay. in. But uh, I've, I've kind of been into motorcycles kind of all my life. I grew up riding on my dad's gas tank on his dirt bike like when I was three. And then that snowballed into motocross and quads. And then I got sport bikes got out of it for a little while when I was in college. I went to uh, PSI. It's like MMI in Ohio. And uh, Dude. then I ended up buying my first Harley in 2017. I think 2017, yeah. I bought a Sportster. Kind of just fell into it. Love it. Can't get out of it. Mark, you see that brass stuff? Oh, yeah. So this is funny because he showed me a picture of this the other day and he said he told me he was going to stop making these because they they were it's it's such a a small window that you have how did you tell me that it's such a small window between when it's when it's good enough to bend and when it just turns to shit yeah basically yeah you either get it too hot and then it just melts and then i mean it'll melt into a puddle or it'll get too cold and either the corners will crack and then i mean they're foot pegs so you got somebody's life in your hands you can't really have a crack or a hairline fracture or it'll even just like split apart like completely yeah, brass will shatter yeah brass will yep yep it grains right apart oh that's awesome oh that just goes to show what the uh the talent level is on top of what the cost of them are so it sort of works out for you well yeah. and like your creativity for thinking outside of the box Chris, I think you have a picture, and I'm sorry to do this to you, of a sissy bar he made that has um, like some shot glasses on in it, and I think a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, this is bitching. So this yeah, was actually I, this was actually for a special project, though. You can go ahead and tell everybody about that. Yeah, that's the uh, motorcycle art extravaganza. Uh, A12 Inc. from New Jersey put that on. And he sent out 30 of those sissy bars. There's a steel backing plate behind all the wood. And uh, I sent it to a bunch of painters, pinstripers, hairbrushers. I mean, a lot of talented guys. Paul Cox got one. I believe Darren McKeague got one. A lot of talent. I think I'm the only blacksmith. There's a couple other metal workers. But uh, I think I was the only one forging. So I kind of had to up my game. And I didn't want to just throw stuff at it and call it art you know i wanted to do like the functional art and i figure 
bottle of bourbon hanging on somebody's man cave wall or top wall, it'd be kind of cool. So just right went on. for it. Very cool. So um, one of the comments that we have up here from Ashley Woodford is that it's a dying art. Glad a, a younger person is doing it and keeping it alive. Is it is do, do you do you meet many other people? Are you connected with other people that are that are doing this? That you can see more younger people getting into it, or what's your perspective? Honestly, no. And I, everybody I talk to is like, "Oh, nobody does that anymore." And it kind of it's kind of disappointing, you know. I I want more people to do it, and I I always invite people over to my shop. Like, I got a bunch of material. Come over. I it's cheap free easy fun i mean it's not easy you're swinging a hammer beating on steel but a lot of people as soon as they try it they love it yeah i I just want everybody to come try it like it's a blast so here's the good news because so many people are making comments about the uh about the foot pegs like the good news is josh makes these all the time they're super quick and easy he always has them in stock so you guys, you guys are in. He's gonna kill me for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? I don't know about that. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I, uh, I do a good bit of them, and I mean they they turn out really cool. The uh, the brass, I I wish it was not such a task to twist because it it turns out awesome. Yeah, they're Always beautiful. And I I even antiqued a couple, and. Uh, that turns out really cool too, antique. Well, so. and you're you're like you're taking us to another level because any of us who remember doing stuff like this back in the day, you know, it was you you did it with any piece of metal you could, and like you know, I had told you we did some with railroad spikes that we kind of hammer forged the end of them to turn or, turn them into clevises. But you actually have some some really high quality clevises that go on this and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, those uh. Those clevises, I I get two different styles. I think those ones in that picture are from uh, Ricky Bongos or USA Parts Co. And those ones are definitely Ricky Bongos. And I also get some from Deep Six Cycles up north. Uh, he's a great guy there. Similar, but they're different. Um, it, it's definitely, you probably shouldn't do it, mix blacksmithing and machining, because I machine those in my lathe. And uh, it they're two opposite ends of the spectrum, and it, it probably shouldn't be done. But I, uh, I definitely enjoy the challenge. So we have a, a couple more comments up here too. Um, Daniel Lopez Jr. says, "Josh B, you're kicking ass, young man." And Greg White says, "Any chance he would make a set of pegs in stainless steel?" So I think you got a, I think you got a job offer on the table. Yeah, the uh, the picture that you've been shown um, of the chrome looking ones, that's actually polished stainless steel. That's 304 stainless. Wow. So, so yeah. I, dropped, uh, I dropped you two links. One is of to pictures of that the hatchet that Josh made for us. Yeah, I actually have the hatchet up here. Yeah. I have the hatchet. This was, dude, the guy that won this was over the moon too. I think he may have called you. He asked me for your number like a hundred times. And yeah, then he, uh, he reached out right after. Oh, cool. good. 
Good. And I know about uh, 75 people tried stealing it within an hour of me putting it on the <laughs> oh, table. Oh, dude. We had, we literally legitimately had cash offers. Like people were oh, yeah. up at the prize, up at the prize thing, and they were like, "Dude, how much for that?" And we're like, "Look, it's not for sale. It's one of the prizes of the bike show. Put your bike in the show." Oh, come on, man! I just want to buy it. Let me just buy it. And I'm like, "So you're saying next year you have to go with like ten of them? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're saying?" <laughs> no yeah, kidding. Seriously, he he should. You should be in Sturgis with some of this stuff, man. <laughs> man, I'm I'm honestly honored. I'm I'm blown away by that. I I. Because I'm still so fresh, I still just think I'm just a kid with a hammer. Well, you you just keep you just keep that thought because that yeah. thought's going to keep you creating and don't stay you know, hungry. Yeah, stay, stay hungry. Stay thinking. Stay working. It's going to make a big difference. Of course, yeah, thanks. Thank you. When you look at his page, it's not just like the CC bars and the motorcycle parts that that he built. It's you know the the three pound sledge with the twisted the twisted handle and it just goes on and on like i said he's doing so much other stuff yeah the hammer like that, that little, hammer's, that hammer's killer yeah that, that's another stainless handle uh that's three or four stainless i believe that's half inch square stock that i twist and then i silicone bronze braze it to the head and then i hand polish it all in house that's awesome i love that yep. piece yeah, buddy. So, so let's talk about the uh, the motorcycle that's be the the frame that's behind you. Is that the same frame, or is that that a different one? And yeah, the that's pictures? the Indian Larry frame. I built the uh, the rear fork or swing arm, whatever you want to call it. Um, I built that for it, and uh, it's a customer frame. But uh, I was lucky enough that he reached out, and he's actually he's like ninety minutes away, somewhere in Ohio, and uh, he asked me to twist them something and I was very uh very humbled to have my work next to Indian Larry Frame. It's uh definitely an honor. Yeah, right on. Yeah, and especially with the uh the, the tradition of Larry's bikes and the twists and stuff, man, just yeah. to have a piece next to that, that's killer. Yeah, yeah, I I I can't I honestly can't believe it. I've stared at this frame for so long just trying to figure out how he did it, how he put it together. And I'm, because I've twisted the heavy stuff, I, I can kind of have a first-hand respect for it. <laughs> twisting, I twisted one-and-a-half-inch hex stock, and that was no joke. In square stock, there's a lot more material, so there's yeah. definitely a lot of uh, a lot of force goes into that, I'm sure. Yeah, we, we had a little... Uh... We had a little run-in with the thick piece of metal twisting once also. Was what was ours? Two-inch? Two-inch, the, the yeah. seat, The seat tube. Yeah, it was. And a, we did a two-inch solid piece, and Jesus, broke, yeah. a, broke a 90-year-old vice. <laughs> <laughs> we got it, though. It looked good when it was done. So, um, so Mark, I forgot to tell you about this. Oh boy. When he was here the other day, I was explaining about you know the 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 cold steel and and the hot rolled steel yeah and um, how much of a bitch it was to clean those spokes up to get them ready for chrome. You know what the you know what the key is? Letting somebody else do it. A vapor blaster. <laughs> uh, well, not, now that you know a guy that has. I know knows. a guy. I know a guy, dude. VHT has hooked us up with the tool that we need for that. There you go. <laughs> so now, and now I think we Josh know. said. You've been sending yours out to get vapor honed, right, Josh? 
I have, I have, yeah. I mean, you can do it with the wire wheel and, I mean, oh hours. Well, Josh, if you're real nice, I know a guy that has one of those machines. I, I told him get you his number. <laughs> I, I told him, I told him whatever he wants to work on, come over because that the honest to God, dude. Like, we did one of the most amazing things that I did with that vapor honer so far was we took a transmission and plugged up everything that could get you know water or anything from the outside and put the entire case with the lids and everything on it in the vapor honer machine, and when it came out, it looked like it was a factory piece. And I mean, just just that alone, fork legs and you know cases. It, it literally takes them back to a factory look. Like that that thing is the baddest tool that I've ever yeah, seen. That thing is nice. Yeah, I've I've never honestly used one. I've never even looked at one to be honest. But I mean that even those three or four stainless pegs that I make. I think he does a double pass. He does like eighty grit first and then 400 grit don't quote me on that i could be wrong yeah but i literally pulled out from him and i use a 400 grit greaseless compound on a cloth pop i run the 400 grit over it a couple times and then just a black magic robe from casewell and i mean they polish up beautiful so the, the vapor honing i mean it saves me so much time it's ridiculous Oh, see, there he goes with all those numbers and stuff. Again. I, know, I almost had to lay down. I heard crickets when he was when he started talking. I was hearing crickets. <laughs> I thought my phone was ringing. Let's see, this is what happens when you get old, Josh. You, you can't. It's called CRS. Can't remember shit. Yeah, you can't. I have to write all that shit down. <laughs> this yeah. is this is nice because anytime you ever say, "Hey, we got to do this," I'm going to say, "Did you just say call Josh?" <laughs> Dude, listen, I was already I was already on. I'm like, hey, so uh let's talk about these spokes, man. What's up? He's like, Can you teach an old guy some new tricks? <laughs> oh god. I don't know. Just like for him, it's uh it's sort of funny because just like what you're saying, everything we've ever wanted to do, we just did exactly what you said. We just did it. Yep. Gave it a shot. If it messed up, you find a way to do it the right way. Just Practice made perfect, and yeah, yeah it's amazing where, how far you can go like that's that. That's where choppers came from, baby. Yeah, because between the two of us, if uh, if we couldn't even spell the word education, let alone have an <laughs> education, so. <laughs> oh God! Well, listen, tell everybody where they can see more of your stuff because we're we're going to be doing some stuff. Actually, I'm going to announce this to everybody too. We're going to be going into Rob or Rob. I'm reading Rob Nussbaum's comments about old guys. <laughs> um, we're going to be going into Josh's shop and doing a uh, Grease and Gears Garage. You guys know when we do the, the feature segments on a builder. And we're going to do some stuff with them, especially because you're so close. But um, tell everybody in, until we get out there with you where they can keep an eye on the stuff that you're doing and possibly order some stuff. He comes out with stuff in batches, and when it's out there, you want to grab some of this stuff up quick. Yeah, I've, I've been doing the small batch runs of things. I've it's horrible because like I'm I'm a one man shop. I work full time. I got three kids, three, two, and one right now, so they're all young. So uh, I do this kind of at night, and I don't sleep much. So uh, I hate telling people eight eight week lead time. So I'm I've been doing the small batch runs, and when I got them, it seemed to go quick. But uh, I'm still city blacksmithing on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, stillcityblacksmithing.com. Uh, you could uh, 
email me, message me, whatever. I, I love talking to everybody, even uh, even if you don't want anything. I, I enjoy talking to people and meeting all these people that are doing cool stuff. So, Dude, and just, just the time that, you know, prepping for the show and everything, going over some of the stuff that you made, like it's worth... It's worth taking a half an hour and, and browsing through this cat stuff because you're a super, super talented young man. I'm, I'm so glad that we, we met you. I, I really appreciate that. You uh, you really don't know how much that means to me, you saying that. I, I definitely appreciate it. Thank you very much. Well, and I know, too, like, you know, those those long hours in the shop, like when you're doing something, especially because that is a lonely art. You know what I mean? Like, you don't get a room full of people that want to hang out and drink beer while you're while you're pounding on a piece of metal, yeah. you know? So I know that like a little bit of encouragement goes a long way with that. And seriously, like, like, you know, the comments that were up above about this is, this is a dying art. We got to have some guys like you that are going to keep this stuff alive and keep going after this because it's part of our, our heritage and our history for choppers too. Of course. Yeah. I mean, and you could really get into blacksmithing. I mean, pretty cheap, like a hard piece of steel and a claw hammer. Like you could throw steel in a fire, and and if it'll get odd enough eventually, well, have you, have you tried your hand at bladesmithing yet? I know you make the hatchets and whatnot, but have you done any any knives? Um, I've forged one knife and I've sharpened another knife. That those guys, I have a whole. I mean, insane amount of respect for it. That's a uh, whole different animal. I could definitely forge it, um, but grinding it, I mean, one wrong little tiny move, and it completely destroys the bevel. So, I mean, those guys are, that, that's insane what they can do and some of the amazing art pieces that they can turn into a usable knife. I've uh, definitely tried it, but I'm, I'm not very good at the grinding part. Well, I'll right tell now. you what, later on when my wife is not listening, I want to have a conversation with you about how, how we get into a, ch a cheap at-home forge. <laughs> you, have a, you have a fire pit outside. How no, well, not, I, I want it to be a little fancier than the fire pit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's definitely a couple options out there. To, I mean, you could get into a cool uh, forge. Uh, pretty cheap. Yeah, I've seen guys use a drum brake and a, I think you can use a blow dryer. Or, I mean, oh, no shit. Leaf blower. You, you, it can be done. I like cheap. how he thinks. Of course you do. <laughs> Till the house catches on fire, right? of course. <laughs> yeah, that's you son of a bitch. That damn Josh. Son of a biscuit eater. So we got a couple more comments. Uh, Greg White said if he keeps doing stuff like that, it'll be full-time job soon. Anthony Robinson said you're a breath of fresh air, Josh. Great art you have there. Um, have Josh make one for you, somebody says. Make is me a forge. Is that a relative, Josh? <laughs> Scott Boggs, is that a relative of yours? Yeah, Scott Boggs is my dad. Oh, right on. Oh, so oh, he's right on. pitching the business on the right. backside. That's the, hey. Good job, Dad. Good job. <laughs> no, seriously, Josh is a great, great young man, and we're thrilled to know him. Yeah, you're going to see a lot more stuff with, with us over there with him. You know, and the funny part is knowing, you know, what goes into all this stuff, you know, for history of from me and Chris, and a lot of you guys out there, we never slept. We We didn't sleep for years, and that's what put us in the positions we're in and hopefully 
for you, Josh, that'll make the difference. I mean, not saying, you know, throw your whole life into it, but, you know, you keep your head to the grindstone. You keep making some of this cool stuff. You're creating a name for yourself yeah. and, and don't lose who you are. Hey, listen, listen, buddy, if there's any, any ounce of encouragement that I can give you here, when I held up that, that hatchet that you made in Sturgis, to take something to Sturgis in the middle of 600,000, 700,000 people that were there this year. And not use the kiln? No, oh. no, and everybody, everybody at the place stopped and, and they oh, were paying yeah. attention to what I had in my hand. That's that's yeah, something that's you got something there. Yeah, that's real big there. And I'm I'm honored. Thank you so much. I I truly appreciate the words. Yes, sir. Well, cool. Listen, man. Thanks for coming on with us, and uh, and we look forward to seeing you again real soon. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, buddy. Take care, Josh. See ya. Hey, man, this is Shop Talk, Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We go live with this show, and uh, it's it's more like what we're doing here through the courtesy of the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. We try to bring you a little bit of uh, two-wheel entertainment on your way back into the work week. I don't want to mention that, but tomorrow's Monday. They're all Mondays. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for us, Blondie? Um, I had sent you a link to the art extravaganza. I have it up, actually. You want to look at that? Um, yeah, it's pretty neat what these, what some of these people did with these sissy bars. Yeah, so this was the whole motorcycle art extravaganza that he was talking about and all the different <coughs> approaches that people took with this thing, whether it was leather work. I see that looks like the, uh, that looks like, what's his name? Steve Gibson. Right? Air, oil, and lead. Yep. Oh, it is. Yep. yep. Steve Gibson. You can't miss his art, man. God, is oh. that stuff beautiful? I don't like. He's somebody that I. That's I actually, actually the Lemmy. That's the Lemmy bike. Art. I'm a big fan of the bike, even. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm yeah, so all the different stuff. If you guys want to go check them out on Instagram, motorcycle underscore art underscore extravaganza. You can see all the different sissy bars that were made for this. Yeah, some cool shit. Yeah, buddy. All right, so I think that's going to wrap it up for us for uh, for another week with you guys. We appreciate you sharing your headspace with us and uh, and a little bit of time here with with Shop Talk. Remember to do us the favor, help get this show out further all the time by hitting the like and share button. Tell your friends and neighbors that every Sunday there's an opportunity to uh, to have some motorcycle entertainment. You can even watch this on your television. If you have a Roku or smart device, just hit the old uh, YouTube channel. Search for Cycle Source, and you can watch Shop Talk Live on your TV in your living room or your shop, like we do. <laughs> no, unless you don't want us in your living room, of course. Right? Or you can listen to it in podcast form. Well, now it just sounds like a pitch. Now it's like, <laughs> now it's like we're saying, please watch the show. But no, hey, seriously, I spent hours in front of my stupid computer posting those damn things. Go listen to them. <laughs> So listen, if you guys are looking for up to up to the moment um, motorcycle news and information, head over to CycleSource.com. You can see all the news, everything that we push through all of our social media and on the show is all arranged nicely for you there. Um, you pleasure. can actually show them a couple of the, can you take a minute and show them a couple of the other features, like how they could submit their reader's ride? To sure, the sure. Tell, just tell me, you know, you're, you're running this piece. Tell, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, like they can submit events. Yeah. Look, you can put your own reader's rides in. We have tons of reader's rides all the time. Um, Shop dogs. 
The shop dog. Where's the shop dog thing, Heather? And shop, shop dog, dog isn't up there. That's just okay. a, a social media thing. But send me your shop dogs. I love seeing yeah, your puppies. Me too. Where, but where if you do... go to the contact us button, Chris, they can submit a feature bike there. They could submit about a change us. of address. Help, help me out. I don't know where I'm at. Top row, top menu bar. Contact oh, us. There you go. Change of address. Submit a feature bike. Hey, Advertising information. Did, did you guys do the multiplicity thing this weekend by chance? Because <laughs> I think I number know. four is here. I don't understand. <laughs> What's, what's going on? What is this? Oh. Is this a website? I like pizza. But there's also a submit an event. So if you know of any cool events going around by you, drop us a line there. Send me as much information as you can, and we'll throw them up on the calendar. Yeah, it actually comes up pretty cool, too, whenever we have some posted. <sighs> yeah, I know. Fail. Fail. Comes up like this. There you go. You get all the information you need. Um yeah, and our Instagram and everything's up there. So check it out, man. Spend some time. Um, Heather works very hard on that. There, I'm giving you some credit. See that? Thanks. <laughs> All right, man. That'll be What's the that. place to share bikes and events? Cool. Cyclesource.com, man. Go over and, uh, Under the and check it out. Yes, sir. All right. Good to see all you guys again. We'll uh, we'll catch up with you throughout the week. Look for our, our regular social media feed, and we will see you next Sunday when we come back. Same chopper time. Same chopper channel. Bye, Felicia. <laughs>